everybody, and welcome to the Moonshine Jesus Show. We're so glad that you could join us today. I'm here with my good buddy, Mark. How you doing today, Mark? I am doing good. I'm in a slight panic as I am currently putting together my themed drink. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Last, last minute you hear cocktail. That, you, you, hear the, Perfect. you hear the ice? I can hear it. No, There's going. some ice there. You're, Whatever you, it is, you're going to hear me. You're going to hear me shaking it, too. But yeah, good, good to see you, sir. I'm excited about today's show. Me too. Hey, you know what? It may feel like the world's falling apart out there, and it's a good day to pour yourself a drink and to get ready for the Moonshine Jesus Show. Today, we're talking about the Orville. I want to remind you that we are brought to you by ProgressiveChristianity.org, a great place for all your progressive Christian resources. Also, hope that you might follow the Moonshine Jesus Show on social media. Uh, we've got uh, some exciting upcoming stuff uh, before maybe before we share our drinks we want to let you know oh, we do? we're going to be at wild goose what? this year right us wild goose class they, they let us, us in they let us yeah. in even yeah, us. absolutely I, they must i don't know what was up with them why would they have let us in uh the, all, the, all, the big, you know, all the big all the big names must have canceled on them they, canceled, they probably canceled them right. <laughs> so but uh, we want well, you we all got to fun Yes, yeah. we do. We Sat- a lot Saturday, of what, what was the time on Saturday? I'm trying to remember. Is it a four? Is that right? Four fifteen, I believe. I think so. Yeah, be yeah. at the at the at the at the, uh, the Goose Cast stage mm-hmm. uh, and be yes. a part of our show. What are we going to talk about on that show? You got ideas? Okay, we're, we're, I I've got an idea, Mark. Tell me what you think All about right. this. You Go and I it. both love Marvel movies. There's oh, a big yes, Marvel absolutely. movie coming out. Thor, love and thunder. <laughs> oh, that'd be perfect. And Would that be okay? Yeah. I think okay. that drops it drops the first week of July ish, doesn't That's it? That's right. That's right. So everybody, so everybody has time to see it. Absolutely. That would be great. So make sure you catch it. And and Let's let's provide some incentive for them to show up. What do you think? Oh, I think that's good because they're not going to show up just for you and me, Mark. No, uh, I mean, need, who would do that? I would. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it either. But right. you know what I would show up for? Alcohol. And alcohol. I, absolutely. <laughs> I think yeah. we. I think and, we've got a plan. We're we're gonna we get a little something. Alcohol. For the first twenty folks who show up, uh-huh. we will be giving away a mixed theme drink, and you will receive it in this lovely Moonshine Jesus Thank Show you. glass moonshine jug with Look the show at that. logo on it. Uh, it's pretty cool. I, I'd be all right with that. It, but but listen, we know there, it's going to jug. That's great. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I want you, that. I, I I have it, so uh, I'll make sure you get one. I probably can make sure you get <laughs> okay, one. Okay, but thank listen, you. but thank we you. know that it's going to be a mad rush. There's going to be so many people. The first twenty people mm-hmm. are, are just going to be a, a fraction of who shows up. So we needed to make sure there was stuff for other folks, right? So That's we've right. also got yeah. these moonshine Jesus show beer huggies. Uh-huh. We've also got some uh, logo themed logo stickers to hand out. So, and we're working on an mm-hmm. interactive part of the show. Oh yes, and those folks who do interact, we might be throwing you from something from the stage. You want to say anything about that? Okay, so back by popular demand from the first yes. iteration of this show are the shine yes. jesus shine t-shirts has the Absolutely. jesus jesus show mug on it that says shine jesus yep. shine you're gonna want to be wearing that and people are gonna ask you all about it and you're gonna say i listen to this great <laughs> podcast it's called the moonshine jesus show they drink they talk 
politics and theology, you should listen. So I think what we're saying, Mark, is everyone is going to want to come and listen to us at Goosecast. It's going to be fantastic. I would hope. I would hope so. We certainly. Uh, you may not want to hear us, but at least you want the incentives. That's right. And you know what? <laughs> we'll try to have some interesting things to talk talk about too. Absolutely. Today we are talking yes. about the Orville, and yes. we've got some theme drinks to go along Indeed with it. Mark, we do. We have heard your ice. We've heard you shaking <laughs> up your cocktail. Yes, Let's see what absolutely. you've been mixing up. So I decided, you know, there's just not a lot of themed drinks for the Orville out there that people have mm-hmm. made. So I went back to an old episode where yes. one of the drinks they had from the Mocklin, which is one of the races that they, that they interface with a lot. Mm-hmm. One of their drinks is called an Opsada. And so I decided to make my own version of an Opsada. And it's sort of a dark brown purplish drink. Uh, yeah. and, and here's what they say about it. That when you drink it, uh, it, it, it grows into a parasite in the body. <laughs> and that, that sensation is like intensely pleasurable. So I, I tried to go with a kind of a dark purple kind of theme. So mm-hmm. I purple mm-hmm. people eater uh, and, and yes. treat it. So I've got vodka, blue, uh, carousel. I've got a sweet and sour mix and grenade, but then I switched the cran grape for a cran blackberry. And then I slipped, switched the limes, lemon lime soda for a cherry Coke soda to keep it dark. Uh, mm-hmm. And then because I can't actually have a parasite grow in my body. Oh, I, you can't? I, Come I, on, I, wimp. <laughs> I, I have toast. You can call me a wimp. I've toasted. <laughs> some super worms and put them on as garnish and Ah. I'll be eating one at at the end of each segment. At the end of each segment. Okay. I I got got one for each segment, one for each segment, my Opsada drink. So, uh, and you can see I've got my nice little brown purpley color. How about you, sir? What did you end up with? That's good. That's good. (laughs) I love it. I can't wait to see you eat those worms. Okay. So (laughs) I've got a cocktail called the Orville. And I oh, don't think, I, I don't, I didn't make it up. Uh, I no. Googled it and I don't think anyone created this for the show. I think it's did not. just a cocktail, right? Just It's the, a the cocktail Orville for cocktail. a very, for a semi-well-known bar called the Orville. Yeah. have I, I'd be interested to know if any of anyone out there has uh, had this before. I have so never what, had what's it What's in it though? It's That's simple. what I want to know. What's it's in simple. It? Yeah. yeah, it's simple. Okay. It's just, it's just vodka and it okay. is uh, lemon juice, and it is lemon. simple syrup, a little bit of cherry juice, and some cherries. And so this oh, is the Orville. It. And I've got some planetary ice cubes in here. Ooh, well ice done, cubes. sir. Yes, to, for like our it. space like theme. It. So cheers to you, Mark. Cheers to you, sir. Mm. Wow, that's can you, good. Can you feel the parasite? Living within you? Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to feel the parasite because supposedly it's intensely pleasurable. So I can't wait for this to happen. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let that parasite grow in Mark while we go to the drop. We'll come back as we geek out. Sorry, I had to eat the worm. You first. had to. Yeah, of course you did. Of course you did.
back to the Moonshine Jesus Show. I'm here with my good buddy, Caleb. We are about to take a look at the Orville, particularly mm -hmm. season three, and even more particularly the second episode, which is called yes. Shadow Realms. Uh, for those of you who may not know much about the Orville, it is a primarily episodic, decidedly hopeful, uh, and socially moral conscious sci-fi dramedy. Uh, that it started sort of as a reverent parody of Star Trek, mm -hmm. the original series, a little bit of the, the next generation. Uh, but it, but it's really become a lot, very much its own show. And it follows the adventures yeah. of the crew of the USS Orville as they explore the galaxy under the leadership of Captain Ed Mercer, played by Seth MacFarlane, who also is the writer, creator, and director, uh, frequently the director of these shows. Uh, and mm -hmm. Caleb, this was a somewhat, I mean, you were aware of it, but you hadn't had time to really get into the Orville much from what I understand. Is this correct? That's right. Yeah, the Orville is relatively new to me. So I knew that Seth MacFarlane was a Trekkie because of all the references and Family Guy. And of course, I came mm -hmm. of age watching Family Guy. And so, oh, yeah. I, so I knew that. So whenever the Orville premiered, I watched it. But I took like a three, four year sabbatical <laughs> from the Orville. Well, I think... Right, and and a lot of us ended up taking one, whether we wanted to or not, because at the mm -hmm. end of sec of the second season, lots of things happened. COVID happened. Yeah. Uh, Seth MacFarlane was uh, changing um, away from his contract with Fox, going to I think yeah. NBC, mm -hmm. and there were questions about whether Orville was going to be canceled or not. And he ended up getting it uh, moved over to Hulu, but we had COVID, and so we had this big gap. We had this big gap. Right. Um, but but I really I, I pre before we get specifically into uh, episode two, uh, yeah. Shadow Realms, I just I really am have learned to appreciate this show over time because you know yeah. while it started off uh, as that kind of almost a, a, a parody, yeah, it learned it kind of figured out its own zone, its own space, yeah. and it's it's something that's really not out there, I think. Yeah. Uh, it, it, on a couple of levels. I mean, do you feel like it's there's something new or fresh about it, or does it just feel like the old Star Trek? No, I think it, there absolutely is. So it, even since the last time I watched it, so uh, so I, I watched the the first season and I thought, well, this is uh, this is kind of fun, but it is uh, it it was I think at that time, you know, I kind of thought this is truer to Star Trek than some of the Star Trek shows that were on at the moment. And so, uh, uh, but whenever I was going back through in preparation for this and watching watching it again, I thought this really yeah. has become its own show. It's It's got its own storyline. Right. It's not uh, relying quite so heavily on kind of the, the comedic kind of stuff, uh, you know, the first right. Seth It started off character. leaning. Yeah. It, it really did. It was leaning that into that. First. Yeah. yeah. And so this and, was and, different. Its own kind it's, of gravitas and its own, yeah, you know, world universe has been created, and in a, in a and, way and they've learned cool. to lean away from re leaning too heavily on the comedy. The comedy is more like I think uh, I read somewhere that that uh, if, if memory serves, yeah. that McFarland called it a com comedy icing. That that yeah. they are that they're really mm. interested in building characters and storylines. Yeah, yeah. And then the comedy is just the icing around it. 
Uh, and, 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 and you I know, the like second that. episode, the second episode is a really good example of that, Mark, because like it, oh. it's a, it's a pretty serious episode. Right. But then there's mm-hmm. uh, there's the, the humorous part about like trying to get the batteries out and uh, saying, you know, right. if, if it's hard to do, you're not doing it right. Never. Doing it it's right. just uh, right. Then, it's not yeah. a comedic thing. So but it's for those, funny for those who haven't seen that episode, you're right. For those of you who haven't seen the episode, someone's trying to get batteries out of a particular handheld device. And one person that they're with is like, well, if you if you can't get them out, you're not doing it right. If they don't come out easily, you're not doing it right. And the person kind of like is frustrated with that answer. And then the captain walks in and they say, I can't get these batteries out. And his response is, well, they're not coming out easy. You're not doing it right, which is a great not little kind of. But I, I think that, that also points. Right. I think that also points to one of the other parts I really like about this show that I am not mm-hmm. seeing in mm-hmm. almost any other Star Trek kind of shows that are out yeah. there. I mean, we've got, I think there's 12 different Star Treks out there at, you know, at this point, some there of them are finished, some are new. Yeah. There are right, a lot. Right. But except for the exception of one below decks, they almost mm-hmm. always feature people who are the best of the best performing mm-hmm. at their best and making the best decisions. And that's one of the things that I really like uh, about the Orville is that these are not so much the best and the brightest. Uh, they're, they're more like well, kind of well-intentioned folks. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. they get how to get clever, uh, but because of it, they, they sort of feel more relatable. And if I, I don't know, yeah. I think it's really intentional because when you look at, they show them drinking, they show them with hangovers, right. they show them, uh, yeah. um, complaining about little tiny things right picking on each other like almost yeah, non-stop uh, yeah yeah it just it just feels very real and organic like this is what it would really mm-hmm. be like if you were shut in this one ship for all with these folks for a very long time uh i just yeah. feel like there's this realness about it that is more relatable like i'm 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 not going to 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 be you know captain picard i'm i'm not at that level but hey yeah. you know um Maybe the Orville. Yeah. Yeah, I can can keep up with him a little bit. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And so that's one of the things I really love about the show so far is that they they have done that. Um, Yeah. Do you relate to that as well? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I've I've seen commentaries on, like, what it would be like to serve on the Enterprise. Yeah, and people would be saying... You know, it would be hell to be on the Enterprise. Like this looks terrible. There's, a, there's, yeah. a, you know, you're gonna go hear Data uh, doing a, a violin concert, and that's pretty much what your your social outing entertainment is. is. The the, yeah, the rest of it is just work. Yeah, so I, I think yeah, a little more real is cool. And so I think one of the other things that you know you and I talked about offline, Mark, is that that you had mentioned that in some ways this has influenced then the Star Trek franchise right and so i think maybe one one way that you just gave an example of is lower decks and so i think lower decks you know the animated kind of humorous star trek uh spinoff now is one of the more brilliant star trek pieces out there and uh, i i i think it's yeah, probably agree. safe to say that the the, the, the uh, comedic timing of uh, the Orville had, had some influence on lower decks. Uh, and uh, you made some other some other you had some other thoughts, I think, about yeah, the ways I, I really Orville think like, so, so, Yeah, absolutely. I, I really believe yeah. that uh, what we see in the, the uh, Strange New Worlds uh, that that yeah. has come out. You know, we've had mm-hmm. a, 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 a series after series that have become very kind of uh, long story arcs that run through the entire season. And if you mm-hmm. you can't just tune into the middle, it's not so uh, episodic. 
And Orville brought that back, which was one of the strengths of the original series of Star Trek. And I don't think it's a, a shouldn't be a surprise that after Orville was somewhat successful bringing back that we see a full developed Star Trek that did the same thing. I think I agree with you. I think it influenced the comedy and the kind of uh, relatableness of the characters in Lower Decks. But I also really think that it it it, it made the Star Trek universe folks realize, oh, we can actually do episodic and it really matter. Matter of fact, it allows you to develop characters better, which makes moral stories more interesting and more impactful because you're kind of emoting and feeling with the folks that are that are the characters. And I, I think it's sort of brilliant. I think so, too. And I think it really impacted that franchise in a positive way, because I think that was something that was really hurting the Star Trek franchise is doing these long arcs. So, I mean, yeah. I guess in some ways we can't really help but talk about Star Trek because it is a direct kind of parody of Star Trek, yeah. the Orville. Almost, but... almost homage to, to it. Yeah, 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 It's you're right. It's a love letter. It's Seth MacFarlane's love letter yeah. to uh, really while poking sort of fun is. at some of the ridiculous, it's some of the ridiculous nature of Star Trek too. Yeah. That, uh, that uh, absolutely good. And that only a true fan, someone truly in love with the franchise can really do right. it. <laughs> absolutely well but let's yeah. let's move on and look specifically at i mean the new season is is out we're starting to get episodes of it. yes uh, instead of right. calling it season three they're calling it new horizons mm -hmm. and i think you and i both early mm -hmm. in episode two called shadow realm started realizing yeah. that they were actually going to be uh grappling at least to some degree with some pretty interesting theological stuff and i'm bringing this up at the end of this segment because i think yeah. it'll be a natural move into our next segment <clears throat> but essentially uh, the krill is a, a, a new species that they're interacting with and learning how to uh, kind of interrelate with and, and trying to uh, work with them to gain access in some ways to a larger yeah. area of space, right. which they kind of are in charge of. And when they, when they set it up so that they can start doing this, they're in negotiations. I really in, found fascinating that, mm -hmm. that the krill were, were, saying look there's this there's this area in, in this space yeah. this is place where you can't go i mean that, that it, it started to intrigue me and you want to talk a little bit about the the the, the, oh. the kind of how the religion plays into it yeah so i mean the, that was kind of fun and it was it was fun to see them respond as we're explorers we're going out there no matter what your warning is right. you, you know and uh that's so like typical uh yeah but so yeah there are a ton of religious allegories in, in this and yeah. i well uh, and so i i i think that uh i, I know we want to delve more into that in just a minute uh what do you, should we yeah. should we take well, a break no. mark and come back yeah. uh, what do you think and and yeah I, I think that would be a, i think that'd be appropriate okay. and then we can talk about kind of the storyline because it's a little sh tiny part of it which i think can really yeah. lead us into a lot a lot of interesting yeah. thoughts particularly around a religion and what religion does and and why we believe in certain things so uh, let's, uh, you know, before we take the drop, though, before, before you, you've got something really... you want to say, I can tell, it's I a, can tell. Mark. It's, a, tell it's, me. A, it's a simple, it's just a simple little thing. And, mm -hmm. and I think we'd be remiss if we, uh, if we didn't talk about it, uh, because, um, yeah, one of my favorite characters was, uh, Yafit, which was a little green, uh, yeah, gelatinous right. guy 
uh, Norm McDonald. Who was voiced by Norm McDonald, yeah. who has passed away yeah. since this has happened. Yeah. And I want to shout out to uh, one of our, our, our loyal listeners, Ellen Green, who also is her one of her favorite, I think actually her favorite character, who did her cocktail completely themed on The Offit. Uh, Midori wow. Vodka yeah. Lime and a little Perrier. So uh, shout out to her for, for that uh, tip of the hat to, to, to The Offit. I, I love that character. Uh, and uh, we will miss Norm McDonald. Uh, that just needed to be said. But uh, for now, let's uh, yes. lift it up with some good tunes, and then we'll get into some theology. Yeah. Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show. Today we are talking about the Orville and we are moving into our Theopolitical segments. And Mark just gave a moving tribute to Norm MacDonald. May he rest in peace. So I, I, do also, think... I also forgot to eat my worm. So I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah we want to see this. Eat, eat, oh, that was, eat, That was going down right now. Okay. okay but please good. continue, sir. <laughs> Have you got that preloaded? <laughs> You're ready for it? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got two oh, more. Right, two more. Okay. Yep. Good. Ready good. Go. Yeah. Let's see if you get a parasite. Okay. So <laughs> the, the the second episode of uh, the new season of the Orville leans heavily into the theme of religion, and yeah. the way that it talks about religion is about making sense of the things that we don't understand, and yeah. so I I do think that that is one of the primary purposes of religion is that it helps us to kind of make sense of that which is indescribable or that which is beyond right. human uh, understanding. Absolutely. I, so I, I I would like to hear your thoughts on this, Mark. I want to know. Yeah. Do you, uh, so uh, one, uh, as we're acquiring more and more like scientific knowledge, do you think uh, religion right. still has? Uh, do you think religion still has a place in helping us to um, to to make sense of the world? I, th I think one of the things that I, I see in shows like this is a kind of this notion of like progressivism, like the, that we're making such scientific progress that, you know, that no. the days of religion will one day be, be passed. Mm -hmm. And one day we'll, we'll no. get it through our thick skulls that we can, we can just rely uh, completely on like the, the progress that we're making as, as humans. Uh, what do you, what do you think this is saying about religion, Mark? And, and do you think that there's going to be a time when religion isn't needed anymore? Well, I, I think this particular show is making a commentary on religion, and, and it is somewhat negative in that um, the, the the Creole, they, their holy book is called the Enchada, and mm -hmm. in it, it says that this area of space is horrible because there's demons that live there, and they possess the people who, who, who go there. Um, and so, and we learn as the show goes along that that's really not what's going on, that there's really this other alien race that's right. going to kind of take over people. Um, and so it, it, it does kind of shoot down what, what their religion was there for. And, and 
I, I think that is actually not as negative, much of a negative as the show writers probably thought it was, because for yeah. for the Krill, there was a period in time in their development where it was necessary to try to understand to a degree what this horrible thing that keeps happening to the people who go over there is. And they weren't in a place where they could investigate and scientifically figure yeah. it out. So it served a purpose. It was helpful as a warning and, and as some kind of understanding to help the race develop. And I think that's sort of the two-sidedness of where I'm going with this answer. I think religion that does not move, that does not uh, respond to science, respond to new information, I do think that ultimately we will see that it is useless and that at some point in the very far future, um, <clears throat> that kind of science is going to find, that kind of religion is going to find an end. We certainly aren't yeah. now. We still, we, we live in in the U.S. where we see folks believing in what they want to believe and then pinning it on religion uh, and, and doing mm. it over and over again. But I think shows like this point out how important religion can be uh, if it develops and if it expands with new information. I mean, it does help us understand the unknown. It does help us, um, if it's done right, it helps us connect together. As a matter of fact, one of the things that happens is the, the demons turn out to be this alien race that infect right. Admiral Christie, yeah. who uh -huh. becomes one of these alien races. And ultimately what solves the problem, this feels like oh, that it's anti-science because it all started with, you know, oh, we can't go there because there's demons. And then ultimately we find out it's not. And Dr. Finn uses science to uh, save the day. But the thing is, Finn doesn't just use science to, to save the day. Finn uses relationship also mm. to save the day. This yes. connectedness. That's right. He calls mm. out to Admiral Christie and says, hey, I need to talk to you. This is yeah. about your life. This your, your life is at risk. And she uses the relationship, the connectedness that they have. And I know both of us understand God as mm -hmm. being in the connections that we have Absolutely. with each other yeah. in the world yeah, around yeah. us. So I think unintentionally, the show kind of proved that a, a developing and understanding religion is not only going to continue, but it's reasonable and necessary. I mean, does that sound? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a great answer, Mark. And I, I think that it also points out that you know the krill are not wrong in what they're saying. You know that they're right. they're talking about is like demonic possession, right? right. And so, and, and so, it is in possession. Way, it, it, it is right. It's a it's a parasite that transforms someone into something else. And so they're they're not wrong. It's just saying it in the way that they understand. And I think that's uh, one of the things that I've seen as one of my biggest jobs as a clergy person is to look at the Bible and, and try to make sense of some of these stories, uh, some of which are about demonic right. possession, right? A large portion turns of out, turns is out. about <laughs> demonic possession, right? And so it's the ancient, and, and so to help people understand that it's the ancient way of talking about the problems that we all face as, as humanity in a way yeah. that they understood, right? They didn't understand the way that mental illness works. They didn't understand the way that even physical illness works and so they they talked about it in the way that they could and so i, I think we're still kind of struggling with this with the same issues and i think if we see the bible as a record of people's experience of trying to make sense yeah. of the world and trying to make sense right. of god instead of seeing it as an answer book if we're if we're able to look at it in that way then then that makes a, a big difference yeah. 
So, but here's here's another question I have to you, Mark. So, okay. Okay, so just know say, I've got questions for you too. Uh, no, I'm going to ask them all. Dang it! <laughs> so dang you it! Don't dang get it! To. <laughs> okay, all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Every go time ahead. I'm getting before before you breathe, I, 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 I didn't ask I, the question. I didn't, I didn't think we were in make me look stupid yet. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, ask the questions. Okay. okay, but okay, so I agree. So I, so I obviously, you know, we both have some vested interest in this. I mean, this is what we do for yeah. you know a job, right? I mean, we Turns both out. work in religion, even though even though we're critical of the religious establishment and the way that it works, but. Um, but we've also seen uh, religion used in a very harmful way recently. I, I think particularly over the last week. I know you all have no idea what I'm uh, what I'm speaking of. <laughs> so here's my question, Mark. Um, yeah. Okay. So if if religion is used to make sense of the world and uh, and it can be valuable in that way. Uh, it, does religion do more harm than good when we see religion being manipulated in such a way as to, like, say, take away uh, a person's right to, uh, to choose if we're talking about, like, medical health care? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go back to my answer earlier and say that, yeah, yeah. religion is stagnant and gets stuck in its old beliefs and in, in, in the uh -huh. face of new understandings definitely does. Uh, and, and then the second part of my answer though, is re religion is a great tool for manipulating people. And unfortunately, uh, powerful people recognize that and do it a lot and, and ultimately reshape and remold religion to not be what it was originally intended to be about, but ultimately to be about pushing their own agendas, which I think particularly yeah. in, in yeah. the case of reproductive rights in the U.S. right now is mm -hmm. what we see happening because uh, you and I both, I know, talked about on Sunday about how what's going on is actually the opposite of anything that we've learned uh, from the teachings of Jesus um, in terms of right. loving our neighbors and making sure everyone is cared for and their health is cared for and those kinds of things. So um, I don't think, I, I think old religion, stagnant religion and religion that is being used as a tool to manipulate um, has done more harm than good and always will. There will always be people who are looking uh, to, to uh, change and motivate the masses in negative ways using religion. And that's what the folks who are trying to use religion as a way of connecting with folks and understanding love and how we are supposed to be with each other and create large community and um, particularly the marginalized bring inside. I think those of us who believe in all of those things, it, it, it means mm -hmm. that we always have to be vigilant and stand up and mm -hmm. over against and be very vocal when religion is used for something other than that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Mark. And you know that it's not just religion that's used in that way. People Absolutely. use whatever they can to manipulate others into doing what they want. And I think that's something we've certainly seen from the religious right as they've been uh, cherry-picking Bible verses, it, com taking completely out of context and manipulating them to mean something that they, they were never intended to mean. And so yeah. I'm 100% I'm with you. I, I, you know, I think that, I think that religion can serve as a tool. And I think, you know, I think those of us who uh, have a different understanding of that, uh, what I would argue is a more authentic understanding of that, have somewhat of an obligation to say, actually, this is very empowering. Actually, right. this is encouraging us to be with each other and to stand yeah. with each other. And, uh, and yeah, we really need, to, we really need to do that. 
so so that was one of the religious elements in uh, uh, in season two of the Orville. And uh, <laughs> but 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 there was a who knew who knew that Seth MacFarlane could create such a theologically powerful show. Uh, tell right? me, Mark, you uh, yeah. what did you have insights onto? Uh, was there something else you latched onto that was uh, that was uh, theological that you wanted to explore? Well, I, I, re I really, for me, the main one was this idea. I, I, and, and I do have a question for you, though. Yeah, related I knew to you did. See, that was me. But, I, 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 I knew you said I, that. I, I'm trying to get I appreciate, it. I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you, you yeah. setting that up for me. So it's, it's yeah. kind of a two-part question. So okay. why is two it? Two parts? And I, what? Hell, is this a make-up for all those questions I asked you? Okay. It is. You, okay. You're going to get it, man. No, I, but I think they're related, and I think that it, they're questions that are bring up, brought up naturally from episode two. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. why is it that in this age of information and science, why is it that, that, that folks still hold on to kind of old beliefs and old legends that mm -hmm. data and information mm -hmm. has disproven at this point? And, and as a sort of side question, why is it? I think part of this is why, why is it that we trust faith sometimes more than we trust fa facts and information and data? I think people want answers. I think people want to like know exactly how they ought to believe about everything. And I think people want to like know all the right answers. And then to like, once they've come to those, to just accept those for, for all time. Yeah. And so I think, I, I think I don't find that comforting, but I think a lot of people find it comforting to feel like they know things. And so, so, I so think are that's, you saying, yeah, are you saying it's easier uh yeah <laughs> yeah okay. it's easy right. of course it's easier of course it's easier but right. it's ultimately shallow right yeah. I, I i think that that kind of faith is really shallow and i think you see that whenever there's a little bit of interrogation the only thing that people really do is they like double down on their same answers like if you if right. you're engaging in critical thinking and you're really trying to get to the heart of what's what's actually behind that belief a lot of times people really can't explain it other than, well, that's just what I believe. You know, that's the, that's the yeah. worst argument is just, well, that's oh, what yeah. I believe. It's just a give, it's just a give up argument. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, it's easier. I think for some people it's comforting, but I think that we really have uh, a more mature and growing faith and really a deeper faith whenever we're able to say things like, you know what? I don't know. Or, you know what? I used to think yeah. this. And I was exposed to this new information and it changed my mind. But uh, but I have a deeper faith because it has grown. And so I, I, I think that's why people stick with the old stuff. But that's why I think it's yeah. more powerful to be open to new mm. information. Um, I love it. I, I agree. Completely yeah. agree. So, I also, before we close this out, I'm going to eat my next worm because I promised yeah. one per segment. So eat down it. the hatch. Mm. <laughs> Nutty, roasty, tasty deliciousness. Is it is it giving you pure joy, Mark? Uh, are the... <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't I don't think that it started you know kind of uh, taking the body over yet, but I'm sure a little bit later it will. <laughs> it will. <laughs> Maybe after the show. Who knows? Okay. Here's the thing: we both had some questions for each other during this segment, but we have not yet even begun to try to make each mm. other look stupid. Mm. We're gonna do that in just a minute after the drop.
Thank you for sticking with us all the way to our final segment of the Moonshine Jesus Show. Mm -hmm. We are very gracious uh, grateful for all of you who have hung in with this live broadcast, as well as those who are listening back on the podcast. We really appreciate you hanging with us this long. We've been having a lot of fun. We get to have a little more fun now yeah, in our, one of our favorite segments called Make Me Look Stupid. Now listen, Ooh. Caleb. Yeah, hey. listen, listen. Um, I'm going to show what a gracious co-host uh, I can be. You're benevolent, what a gracious, you, Mark? <laughs> a gracious yeah. and benevolent co-host I can be. And I am going to, unlikely normally do in this segment, defer to you for the first question. Oh, well, how kind of you, Mark. I feel like there's something coming up. Uh, no, there's really not. no, there's no, there's no agenda. There's, there's no nothing. agenda. Okay. I just felt <laughs> like that. I, 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 I wanted you to have that opportunity. Okay. Thank you very for sure. much. Okay. Here's Absolutely. my question. So, in episode, or I've, or I've had too much of of uh, of, of my yeah, too Asada. many of those worms, too many my of Asada them. and worms may be getting to me. I don't know. All right, you go. Go ahead with your question, sir. So, in episode two, uh, you mentioned this earlier that uh, the it is through relationship that uh, that the doctor appeals to this this admiral who has become a new being, a new, air, right. uh, you know, alien. Uh, but it's not mm -hmm. just relationship. She also right. threatens chemical and germ warfare. To, right. uh, <laughs> to in, in response, in response to them taking over the entire, uh, ch changing everyone into a completely new sure. race and basically yes. killing them all off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, but, but, but she does threaten to use chemical and germ warfare. Granted, uh, yes, there are... So, so here's here's what I want to know, Mark. I want to know yeah. is she justified in using uh, threatening chemical warfare, and are there situations in her real life where that's justifiable? Right. Okay. So uh, you're getting into a, a subject that's near and dear to my heart: just war theory. And mm. and in this particular episode, no, it was not justifiable. They did not. Mm. Uh, follow all of the markings of what would allow something to be a just war. And this was a, a mini internalized war with on the ship uh, of the yeah. Orville. Um, you first have to try all other possible ways out before you resort to any type of violence. And they jumped pretty quickly to, Hey, I think I've figured out how to create a, a, a disease that will basically kill them all off. So right. no, I, I don't. I don't think this was particularly justifiable. Um, you can argue that they only had such much, so much time, and they had to do something quickly before they were all changed over. But they didn't really show them investigating other methods uh, of of resolving the the crisis that was going on. Um, but yes, just war theory does suggest that there is uh, a time when violence is the last resort is the only thing that can be used to protect people. Um, yes, it is a, it is, it is a lose, lose scenario, but yeah. you, you, you save more people than, than lose folks. But I will go as far as to say, I am not aware of any war in the history of our race that has ever actually happened after they met the requirements of just war. There's so much uh, uh, pre, pre stuff that happens beforehand that needs to be done that we don't do in terms of relationships mm -hmm. and negotiations and talking to folks and so many other options within it. We just don't do it. So um, 
I can see it being that there's sometimes being a, a, the case where violence is necessary. Um, I have never seen us as a race prove that that violence is necessary and then act on it. I'm not even saying that, say, World War II didn't ultimately be what had to happen. But I am saying we didn't go through the steps to be assured that that's what had to happen. I mean, that's very interesting. I think that's very interesting. Well, I think that I think your I think your last comment there in particular was very uh, interesting because I think a lot of people when they're talking about just war theory tend to point to World War II as like the justification right. for why uh, just war uh, theory is important. And so I I I think it's great first of all that in a conversation about the Orville uh, that we were able to talk about chemical warfare and just right. war theory. I love that. Right. And I mean, and, and so I, it's a brilliant. It really is a brilliant yeah. show. And I and we've already said all the reasons we love it, but with the yeah, comedy, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the relatability, but they still go into those hard moral issues. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so getting some Neborian ethics here is uh, very cool. So, uh, so I, I, I think you're right. I, you know, I, on my, I, I always say this on my best day, I hope I'm a pacifist, but I know at the end of the day, I'm probably not because I think that right. there are situations where, uh, where hmm. that's all you can do. And so I'm too much of a yeah. pragmatist to be able to, to buy into that completely, I think. And so, yeah, I, I, I second what you said. I, I think that uh, we don't do a very good job of uh, building up relationships. And even in talking uh, about things like World War II, we allowed, you know, Germany to be in such uh, disrepair from World War One that there was, uh, yeah. there was, uh, that we drove people to the brink of desperation. So right. I, I will say too, I feel like there are a lot of desperate people in the United States today. And so maybe we should be taking some real proactive measures to uh, to be thinking about uh, how it is that we can help so, uh, support people who are living in extreme poverty and people who are on the brink uh, after losing reproductive rights here recently. So thank you, Mark. That was a Mark wonderful. That was a wonderful answer to that question. I love well, it. Okay, I, 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 I appreciate you. Let me go first. You were gracious. You were benevolent. You were such a <laughs> wonderful co-host. I want to hear I now That's what you get for me. Uh, some more Greek myths I, or something. Now, what do you now, wait? Now, 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 now my real reason is going to be revealed. I knew that you I were going it. to ask. No, 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 no. I knew that you were going to ask this really like insightful question that deserved real attention and be really revealed. My, my, my question is very much not that, not that at all. Good. Here's okay, my question good. to you. Why doesn't, the planetary union, which is what your or mm-hmm, the Orville's right. part of, why right. do they yeah. not have transporters? So okay, so like I so I had taken a sabbatical from this, uh, you know, this show, right? And they and so in episode two, which we're focusing on today, they are going to the space station, and they're in uh they're in this uh they're in the space like the shuttlecraft thing, right? right. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like. Why are they not transporting over there? And I'm like, oh yeah, because it's like not Star Trek. It's not Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> and so, right. So the so the so the fun thing is, right. The reason that Gene Roddenberry invented transporters was right. because yep. he couldn't figure out how to get the the shuttlecraft uh, down. They couldn't to afford the, to you know, to have right. to do the graphics to make a shuttlecraft uh, every show. 
right. So they so they figure out this way to transport people from one place to another. Apparently, in this uh, alternate dimension of the Orbel, they have not yet figured out how to deconstruct a person atom by atom and reconstruct them into another. Well, that's so, so simple. I, I don't understand. So, or easy. oh no no no! I'm going to give you an ethical reason why, Mark. Because uh, you know, yeah. uh, because I think it's because uh, in the Orville universe, they've discovered that the transporter is essentially making a clone of you and they've decided that that's an unethical thing to do <laughs> to take you apart atom by atom and reconstruct atom by atom uh you know a facsimile of you in another place uh wow. i don't know i like <laughs> it man. you I, like it you I think like, <laughs> i like that is I, I like that answer i mean i completely did i moralize that a little bit is that okay you, <laughs> you know? i like it i like it a lot there's nothing wrong with that i think you and i also have talked about other things when we were looking at star trek like, you know, the, the transporter technology, if they really are as good with it as they think they can, then, uh, you know, any kind of disease or, or parasite you pick up on planet, you ought to just take it out. Like, they shouldn't ever become part of a storyline because you should yeah. uh, have a buffer that understands all the parts that were there when you went. And any part that isn't there when you come back, you just, you know, filter it out and, and, and let it go. Which, in this particular episode, too, that would have helped a lot because there was this some kind of thing that got into his so body have, and yeah yeah the transporter you could have compared the two buffers and said well, let's get rid of the stuff that's not really him and he'd have been perfectly fine and we wouldn't have had a story so yeah and i think oh that, okay uh, so that's why that's they don't have too. transporters because it would have stepped it on makes the for bad right it's, it makes <laughs> for bad writing i think that's really it well listen man we've been okay. having a great time it's so much fun yeah Let, let's talk a little bit what should we be doing next week you know what I've heard about this great show on Netflix called The yep. Umbrella Academy oh, that it's so I good, haven't man. watched at all. But you've watched it, haven't you? I, I have. I really enjoy it. Uh, they've just dropped the new season. Uh, it's uh, it, it it kind of it it revolves around the sort of dysfunctional family of adopted siblings who are all superheroes, and they they get together and solve uh, basically the mystery of their father's death. As well as, and just just you know, kind of a side story, the threat of an imminent apocalypse. So you know, they they've got a few storylines to investigate there, uh, but it's really wonderful. There's too. some great yeah. characters in it, um, and so yeah, let's let's next week let's take a look at the new season and and talk a little about the Umbrella Academy. What do you think? I'm in. I'm gonna binge it this week. So if you haven't seen it, binge it with me. Perfect. Well, I'm gonna down this last. Mm. Um, mm. my last worm it was really fantastic it was almost as fantastic I'm I, later i'm sure it's going to bring me something um <laughs> I, i've enjoyed enjoyed it but i have enjoyed the show much more i've also enjoyed all of you Absolutely. who have uh, hung with us to the end so thank you again for watching the moonshine jesus show and we will catch you the next time Moonshine Jesus, the light of the sky.